explained. The podcast where two best gals explain anything and... I just licked my mic. <laughs> the podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. This week, we are breaking our routine with a little mini episode all about New Year's traditions, fun facts, superstitions, and more. Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. Michelle, our first mini episode. I know. We had to take a little break this week, y'all. Um, our next episode is our 10th episode, but we wanted to take things a little slow around the holidays, as I bet you are too. And I'm sure that for whatever short break you're having during the New Year's seasons and festivities right now, you'll enjoy having this little break with us. Yes, and there are nine past episodes that you can listen to and catch up on. And I hope that everyone does, um, because I believe our information is timeless. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> uh, you know, those Christmas episodes, watch them in the summer. Christmas in July, that's what people say, right? Those, you know what? I'll watch a Hallmark Christmas movie year round. If you listen to last week's episode, you know why. You know why. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to say that. I was telling someone on my improv team about Gaussplained, and he was like, what is it? And I explained the concept, and he goes, did you just Gaussplain Gaussplained to me? Oh my goodness. So, so if you're listening, Kurt, I did. Thank you for listening to the episode and sharing all, all the information you learned about me. Um, all right, into New Year's. So I really went the traditional route with, I wanted to know, why do we drop the ball. What does the ball drop mean? I've been watching it since I was a little kid. Everybody has it on TV. I think it's the only time people like want cable during the year. Michelle. Yes. Did you watch the ball drop going growing up? So I actually grew up in Dallas, Texas before I met Claire in um, North Carolina. And that meant I was a year behind the ball drop. So I would also still watch the ball drop though. An hour? An hour early. Everyone did. And I, I'm sure... You were an hour behind. You said a year behind. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow, Dallas is really out there. You're a whole year behind. <laughs> I mean, Texas is behind the times a lot of the time, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but I'm sure a lot of you can relate if you're not in the same time zone as New York, um, that we do still watch the ball drop, even though it's not real time for us. Um, I know some people actually record it and then time it out so that it drops for them. But what we would do is we would watch the ball drop and then we would switch to the Dallas channel, which was like, I don't know, I think it was like an apple dropping or some crap like that. Right. And it was I not think as in North cool. Carolina, I think like the acorn drops in Raleigh at the same time or something like that. But let me let me tell you about the ball, Okay. So we started dropping the ball based on a 19th century maritime tradition um, because time balls, I'll put that in quotations, were dropped down poles in ports at noon and ships would use these balls to adjust their clocks to the local time. So the first ball dropping over Times Square actually happened in New Year's Eve on 1907 using light bulbs, which was new at the time. And oh. they've had a lot of different balls since then. How many times can I say ball? Um, <laughs> they've had a lot of different uh, balls to drop since then. Oh, God. 
but the one time the but the one that we used today was actually introduced in 2008 and it is the largest crystal ball in the world oh it's a fully crystal ball yeah it contains 2688 waterford crystals oh that's really and fancy it's 11,000 pounds. That's heavy. Yeah. Well, it's also really interesting because since moving to New York, I did work in Times Square and I noticed that the ball drops pretty often, actually. It's constantly going up and down. Yeah. Does it drop every day, you think? I should have looked that up. I don't know. I think it's. I think it drops multiple times a day. Huh. But I don't know why. I can't give you that that explanation. Maybe I should look it up while while we're on this. Yeah, maybe it drops at noon and midnight every day. Maybe. That would make sense, right? I don't know. Yeah, just like a regular clock. Interesting. I kind of used to think they just took it down. Right, or that they left it down, and then they would put it back up right at New Year's. That ball cost a million dollars. A million? Yeah. So could I buy the ball? I don't think so. That's a million for, like, all of the stuff on it. I'm sure that the labor and its actual worth is much higher than that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, I know I'm not seeing things. I see that ball go up and down all the time. I don't know why. Maybe this is a conspiracy. <laughs> I feel like I'm being gaslit by this ball. Do you see the ball drop? <laughs> well, uh, all our New Yorker listeners, if you know why the ball drops every day, or if you've also uh, seen it drop very often and not even close to New Year's, please let us know because I always see it happen and I'm very confused as to why. Maybe they were just testing it out. Michelle, I know you have a fact for us. Um, I have a few facts. I actually like ended up looking a bit at the calendars and like what really makes a year. Like why do we celebrate the year ending on this day? Because I do know that we didn't always have this calendar. We currently have the Julian calendar which says that the length of a year is 365 and a quarter of a day. So that's why we have a leap year every four years to account for that quarter of the day that we built up over the last four years, right? I feel like everyone kind of knows that. This Um, was a leap year. Yes, we did have, we had 366 days this year. I remember because everyone was like... Like we needed another day in 2020. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I hate when people do stuff like that. No, that's like I saw so many people (laughs) saying that. They were like, another day. But that was before we were... That was before we were even locked down. And people were saying that. Yeah, the year was bad before lockdown. Do you remember that the Australian fires happened this year? That was this year. Yeah, that feels like 2005. But um, it was actually uh, proposed in 1923 to have 218 leap years every 900 years to smooth things out in a way. And this was called the revised Julian calendar. Um, I think it was used by some church, um, but that made the average year length 365.24222222 days. Wow. Which... So kind of makes sense, but it basically means it'd be we wouldn't if we just were born like, let's say this year and the leap year started like 10 years ago, we would never we would never see it not be a leap year. Right. That's a pretty big leap. 218 years. There's also Gregorian calendars 
which follow the northward equinox to fall on or right before March 21st. This makes the average year length 364.2425 days. So they all have decimals. And we all, as a world, have decided to round. I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate that we decided to round up. Instead of having one day that's like... (laughs) Just a couple hours shorter. (laughs) I don't know what a quarter of 24 is. Oh, God. Six hours long, right? Right, because six times four is 24. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... That would be ridiculous. I feel like that would just be a holiday. Anyways. (laughs) Um, There's different calendars that are really popular like the hebrew calendar the hindu calendars i think there's multiple of those um there's something called the solar hijiri calendar also very popular but basically calendars are divided up by being solar like it follows the sun follows the moon would be lunar or lunisolar which means that it aligns with the months and the equinoxes and the seasons Hmm. yeah so i'm pretty sure we're in a solar calendar as a Julian calendar, but I always hear people are like, I don't want a leap year. Let's just delete it. But then if we deleted it, would it actually be a year? I don't know. Is it currently even a year? Do you think? I don't know. I like leap year and I, I don't think too deeply into all this. I just do what I'm told. I agree. You know, I'm okay with having an extra day every four years because I wasn't born on that day. So it doesn't bother me. We also got that amazing movie by Amy Adams. <gasps> that movie's so bad. Leap Year. I love it. Are you kidding? <laughs> so amazingly awful. Oh, makes me feel things deeply. Anyways, back to New Year's. Um, Michelle, can I share? Speaking of, you know, a rom-com, a romantic movie, I-, I wanted to look a little bit into the New Year's kiss. Ooh. You know, everybody, New Year's hits, and we all watched it on TV as kids, and they panned to, like, just hordes of people making out as the clock strikes midnight. And Jenny McCarthy, who was always hosting when I watched, would always find some random poor soul to kiss at midnight. But Please don't kiss random people this New Year's. Make sure they don't have COVID first. (laughs) Kiss your cat. (laughs) Um, And... Do you know why we kiss on New Year's? Um, I don't, but can I say, Claire? Mm-hmm. My first kiss was a New Year's kiss. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but the New Year's kiss, it's not that deep. It's just a way of starting off the New Year with a clean slate. It's in English and German folklore. And it's a superstition that a midnight kiss strengthens a budding romance um and that it's assigned to the person that you're kissing that you want to move forward into the new year with them but it's also just an idea that you know your next year will start off with a clean slate full of love and if you don't have one it could mean a loveless year ahead is what this says i can say with great uh certainty that it did not uh help my budding romance in eighth grade Sorry to my first kiss. (laughs) I hope he listens. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the New Year's kiss. Wow. That's very interesting. Uh, I I can see why that superstition is there because it's very hopeful for like a new year. I don't know if it quite tracks for me. (laughs) 
Well, speaking of superstitions, there are a few other superstitions that go with not New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So to start the new year off right, apparently you're not supposed to do laundry. Okay. This is something that I read multiple places. It's a universal rule that laundry should not be done January 1st, but some traditions go further and say you should not do it between Christmas and New Year's Day. The myth is that washing your clothes can lead to washing away a loved one, which um, I'm not, I don't follow this superstition, but okay, Wait, I won't so do my when, laundry. When are you supposed to wash it? You're not supposed to wash it between Christmas and New Year's, and you're also not supposed to wash it New Year's Day. So when do you wash it? January 2nd? Yeah, I think I think the Christmas to New Year's thing is for the hardcore but just January 1st for, like, the mildly stitious, you know? A, a little stitious. I'm not only super stitious. <laughs> There's, like, a lot on this list, but I will tell you another one is don't cry, which, you know what? I believe that. On New <laughs> Feel Year's? Like, yeah, on New Year's. It sets the tone. I can't promise I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one is... You know how a lot of people, like, go and make noise on New Year's? They'll, like, bang pots and pans, bells and whistles. Apparently, it's to ward off evil spirits and thoughts. Ooh, okay. Which I didn't know. And Um, then... That makes sense. Another one, open your doors and windows to let the New Year come in and send the old one out. This sounds a lot like saging. Maybe I'll sage. Maybe I'll sage on... uh, on New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. That's good. Use your crystals. Use your crystals. <laughs> and then the last one that I wanted to share with you that I thought was relatable to you was avoid crying cats. Avoid crying cats. Yeah. So like don't apparently, go near cats that are crying. Apparently it's a bad omen. I have a crying cat on top of my chest every morning. I can't <laughs> well, avoid, avoid that. Avoid New Year's. She's always crying. Make her really happy. I can't do that. She wants so much food. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Iris. If, oh, if no. Your 2021 is uh, messed up at all. Blame it on Iris. Maybe this is why the like thing is cat ladies are always single because they can never get rid of their crying cats. And so they keep having bad years and they keep being alone with their crying cats because of the stition. Are they single because of the cats or do they have the cats because they're single? This is a cycle. This is a circle that may not be broken. And by they, we mean me because I'm the one with the cat. (laughs) I would have a cat if I wasn't allergic. (laughs) But um, I'll try to like put her in a room alone and not get near her. (laughs) okay good phew i was worried lock her up is that all your stitions yes oh it is (laughs) yes yeah i just shared a few well speaking of this new year i don't know if any of our listeners heard but we had a great conjunction on december 21st which uh was recently and you didn't know anything about this claire when i brought this up to you i thought you were talking about like conjunction like uh conjunction junction what's your function yeah. No, different conjunction. <laughs> so I do love that. I was once in um, that when I was a small little kid and we like danced around with boas. If you don't know that Schoolhouse Rock listeners, um, very fun, very informative, educational stuff. Um, but the great conjunction is when Jupiter and Saturn were closer than they've been for a very long time. Uh, they were closer than they've been 
in 800 years. Ah. Yes. And so if you had looked up last night, which I did not, and if I did, I probably wouldn't have been able to see it because I live in the city. Um, you would have seen this beautiful star looking thing. And it's apparently like got like Christmas names. It's like called the Christmas star because it kind of looks like what you imagine the Christmas star looks like. I don't know. Has that mythology around it, but also kind of interesting because it happened in December, like very close to Christmas. Maybe this is a good omen for next year. (laughs) Well, it actually means a lot, Claire. Um, If you're into astrology, we're about to get very astrology-esque right now. Um, If you're not into astrology, just like take a seat. Put away all your biases, all your thoughts that you feel towards astrology and spirituality. Like, just throw them out the window and have some fun right now. All right? Yeah. This is what the Great Conjunction means for astrology. So every 200 years, we go into a new new elemental age in terms of when this conjunction is taking place. So this conjunction has not taken place outside of the Earth element. And the Earth element would be the astrological signs of Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus. We have not been outside the Earth element for this conjunction in 200 years. Um, and the last time that a conjunction like this happened in Aquarius was in the year 1405. Now, what was happening around the year 1405 in the world claire i don't know that's a great question (laughs) (laughs) um that was the start of the renaissance oh so is this the start of the renaissance is it the new neo-renaissance everyone thought that was in the 1900s but alas maybe it's now because the earth ages usually focus on materialism territorial acquisition industry structure um a lot of that kind of stuff, hierarchy, whereas the air ages, whenever we're in uh, air element age, it focuses on the immaterial, the ideological, the philosophical. Um, it really breaks down um, the hierarchies that, you know, were so made in what would be an earth age. So this actually is, a, according to astrology, a very big turning point in terms of the general feeling in the world and the way our world is thinking. Wow. I sure hope so. We sure need it. We sure need it. Right. (laughs) But yeah. And this, this really, this is a, not just like a year long thing. This is, this is going to be a while because we don't get out of an air age and for another 200 years. Wow. Okay. Uh We're on the up and up for 200 years then. So we're not just starting out the new year strong, Claire. We're starting out the new, 200 years strong. Yay! (laughs) Um, But that's all I got for New Year's facts. How about you? Yeah, that's all my facts. But I know here on Galsplain, we love to explain stuff because we love to learn stuff. So Michelle, I know we wanted to share really fast. um, What do you want to learn in 2021? Ooh, well, I got to say, I was gifted for Hanukkah a tarot deck by my good friend, Melissa on the same like realm of spirituality. I don't know anything about tarot. I only got into astrology like a little over a year ago. Um, And we'll talk more about this on an actual episode, but 
I just really find this kind of stuff really fun. And it's really rejuvenating to place our world through a site like that, even though, you know, it doesn't have to be something I actually believe to enjoy it. Um, and it also doesn't have to be something I don't believe to enjoy it. That may not make any sense, but I just find it a fun thing to do. Um, so I want to learn how to do that. And maybe I'll do actually an episode on what I've learned about it eventually. But I want to like take some time with it because I think it's like a lot. Yeah, that would be amazing. I love that. Also, I always have piano and Spanish on the back burner. The back burner. I know we talked about that a while yeah. ago. Minus sign language is always on the back burner for me. Yeah. If I ever have a crazy amount of time with nothing to do and my everything else I have figured out, then I'll learn those two things. <laughs> I have like a big L learn and then like a little one. All right. My big one is what I said a few weeks ago in our 36 questions that lead to love episode. I just want to at least get a little bit closer to learning. I I feel like everyone has a greater purpose and a greater reason that they're on earth. And I would like to get a little bit closer to learning what mine is as woo woo as that sounds. Oh, Um, woo woo. That's important. Yeah. Thank you. And then my little L learn um, is I would like to learn a bit more about interior design because I feel like I have a knack for it, but I also want to learn like, the actual facts behind it. That's really interesting. It's also very true. Every time I go visit Claire, I feel so inferior, like going into her bedroom. I'm like, this place looks beautiful. Like if she came in my bedroom, like she would not find it cute. (laughs) That is not true. I'm just, I'm deeply, this sounds so woo. -woo. I'm like really affected by spaces. Like I'll walk in somewhere and be like, this is off. This is wrong. Like I feel the the energy of the room and the way that things are placed because I do believe everything has a little vibration. So dang, that's so true for you, Claire. Well, anything else you'd like to learn? Um, I want to learn more about our listeners. So please (gasps) share with us on our social media. What are you trying to learn in 2021? And maybe, maybe we'll cover it on an episode of Gals Blade. Absolutely. I would love to hear what you guys want to learn about. We're always up for suggestions. That was a wonderful segue, Claire. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Gals, at Galsplain Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And leave us a review, please. We will see you next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.